For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. And welcome in, everybody, to the Topic Thunder Podcast Weekly Episode Edition. I am your host, Dylan Huntzinger, at Thunder Chats. And I thought I was going to be by myself today. I was getting a little nervous. But out of nowhere, coming in the clutch, my man Matty Moles from Nebraska is joining me on the pod. Matty Moles, how's it going, brother? It's going really good, man. Uh, just the dog days of summer trying to find content we think we have enough to cover uh most of the hour and then we've got a lot of twitter questions so um beforehand like thank you for everybody that's uh gotten involved and sent us in some content it's going to be very much appreciated as we uh as we get in later on in the off season absolutely keep these questions coming you can leave questions on our twitter and you can also leave your voice recording on anchor uh, leaving a voicemail to ask us a question. Uh, that's on me. I should have plugged that when I asked for questions, but you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Maddie. You know, I put out the podcast on. I believe it was Thursday. Uh, Patrick Patterson, man, we bought him out. Uh, he's looking to sign to the Los Angeles Clippers. And, you know, like I said, I just I don't see how OKC not only let go of one of the best players that's ever played for this franchise, but they gave the Clippers the best big three of all time with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and now Patrick Patterson. Your thoughts? Yeah, so, I, man, I know Paul George's shoulder injury is going to keep him out until, like, November, potentially December. And I thought, okay, well, the Clippers, you know, they might be a little vulnerable. No longer. They will not be vulnerable. They're not even going to miss not having Paul George out there because they've got Patrick Patterson in there. And what are we doing? I mean, I guess we're really committed to the tank now, uh, getting rid of such a pivotal player like Patrick Patterson. Um, Basketball-wise, you know, like real thoughts, it, it didn't work out for us. One thing I can appreciate is his uh, community engagement, his fan engagement, how he always wanted to bring fans out for whatever the latest movie screening was. He always wanted to just get involved with people. And I think that's really cool to see the humanity of, of some of these players. Like, even if it's not a superstar guy and even if it's not somebody that, you know, had a lot of success with us on the basketball court, I, I appreciate the fact that he picked OKC, that he came to us. At the time that he signed, he was the biggest free agent signing we had in our history, um, which kind of says a lot about where we've been free agency-wise. Yeah. But he, he thought he could win a championship with us, and just for one reason or another, it didn't work out. So best of luck to you in Los Angeles. Um, 
Yeah, may you be good now, and may their picks later suck as bad as possible. <laughs> as bad as absolutely possible. Yeah. Um. So, you know, like I said, you know, I, I was joking. It's having a little fun with the whole Patrick Patterson thing. But, you know, this is the guy he went to UK. Uh, he he played three years at UK, graduated in three years. So, obviously, I have an affinity for him. Um, you're right. I mean, you know, we was all excited when he signed to the OKC Thunder because it was like, oh, this guy is a guy that spread the floor. He can play some defense. He's really smart. He moves the ball. And for whatever reason, that just didn't come to fruition. So, you know, he wasn't the superstar, you know, like I like I was saying he was, but he was a good guy. I think he is a good player. Um, it's going to be unclear what kind of role he has in Los Angeles. Um, if he ends up going to Los Angeles, you know, he said he wants to go to Los Angeles. Do we know for a fact that Los Angeles wants him to go there? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's uh, I think Woj wouldn't put it out there if it wasn't pretty much close to true. So I, I think there's a lot of smoke to that. I, he's probably going to end up heading there. Plus, they need they need guys that are cheap. Yeah, that, that that's fair. I, I will throw out this little nugget here. Um, you know, Paul George's girlfriend, uh, Daniela Radic, and I, I think it's Patrick Patterson's girlfriend, Sarah Nasser. They're business partners. They just started like a mm-hmm. swimsuit company. Um, and they started this when both players were signed and committed to OKC. Obviously, we know what happened to Paul George. Now that's, um, you know, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, coincidentally, that's great for a swimsuit brand to be in L.A. And then, mm-hmm. what you know it, Patrick Patterson uh, is now looking to sign with L.A. after being bought out from OKC. You know, his girlfriend could be close to... Paul George's girlfriend, and if you remember, when Paul George trade happened, Patterson said, oh crap, it actually happened. So mm-hmm. it makes you think that uh, there was a little bit going on behind the scenes there. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of it from that angle. Um, I mean, I knew that Patterson probably knew something was going on, but I didn't connect the dots on them both going to L.A. until just now, so that's interesting. Um, as far as the, the cap goes with that, Bobby Marks, who's a freaking wizard when it comes to all the cap stuff, and he's pretty quick. Um, he said, uh, the Thunder are now 698k below luxury tax with 13 guaranteed contracts. Last year, OKC spent a leak high $61.6 million tax bill and have been in the tax for the previous five seasons. So first of all, OKC hasn't been cheap as of late. Yeah. Um, people have like talked about how expensive that roster is. And for Presti, after, you know, basically a month getting us under the the uh, the luxury tax line, I think that's pretty remarkable. A uh, couple of interesting things with that. So the dead money will be uh, seven hundred and five thousand dollars each of the next two seasons and dead money for Patrick Patterson on our books. That's a lot better than the five million that he was owed this yeah, year. That's not bad. And at all. yeah, good buyout. Um, he'll recoup most of that back with the Clippers. Uh, and that that number is according to Spotrack, so it, it's pretty reputable there. Um, and then thirteen guaranteed contracts, which leaves two available. It's very important for us to remember that 
just because we have the roster spots available that we're not necessarily going to use them now. Those spots will be very key if we end up trading Paul or Paul Chris Paul <laughs> later on in the season because nobody's got $38 million in one contract they're going to be sending back our way. It's going to be an aggregate of contracts to match that. And yep. so we're, we're going to need multiple uh, roster slots available. That, that's a very good point, one that I, I had not thought of in uh, filling out the roster. Um, we actually have some questions in regards to filling out the roster um, when we get to the Twitter question segment. So I'm not going to harp too long on this. Um, it is worth noting, though, uh, in terms of the roster, Deontay Burton, is his contract is now guaranteed. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a guy that's going to have to fill one of those two roster spots to be on this team. So all you Burton fans, all the Lego Man fans out there, you can rejoice. Burton is on this team. For sure, his money is guaranteed. Deontay Island is um, millionaire, $1.4 million guaranteed for this season. And then he's a restricted free agent going into next year. So if he balls out and we want to retain him, we'll have right of first refusal, which is also great. Um, so, yeah, way to go, Deontay Burton. Woohoo! All right. Speaking of guys on that uh, belong on the bench. <laughs> All right. Okay. So obviously, there's been a lot of buzz about a certain Carmelo Anthony recently. Who? Yeah. Me? Yeah. <laughs> very well played. Very well played. <laughs> yeah. So he had an interview on uh, with Stephen A. Smith on first take. Um, which he he basically said, you know, I want to play. Like, you know, Chris Brickley, his trainer, he came out, you know, I, like two or three days ago on actually front of the pod, Scoop B's uh, radio show, and said Shout that Carmelo is still better than the sixty to seventy percent of the guys in the league. Which I I, I don't know if I believe that statistic, um, but. I, I'm more likely to believe Carmelo's point in the fact that there's 30 NBA teams, 15-man roster. Cool. I was about to say quick math, but nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's see. It's 300. Uh, I think it's 450. Yeah. That sounds about right. Sure. 450 players? Yeah. Okay, so 450 players. I don't know that there's 450 players better than Carmelo Anthony. Heck, look at our own team. Deontay Burton's not better than Carmelo Anthony. Mike Muscala? Mike Muscala, dang sure, is not better than Carmelo Anthony. I mean... I tell Nader? Nader might be, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tyranny would lead us to believe that Abdel Nader is better than Carmelo Anthony. I mean, Andre Robertson? We don't know, right? Like... A lot of teams have those same questions up and down their roster. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on Carmelo Anthony and, well, one, basically him just wanting to play, and then two, is he somebody that if he wanted a farewell tour, would you welcome him back with the Thunder? Um, To address that first part, you know, if he's just wanting to play – I admire that about him because especially this day and age, it's all about ring chasing. Um, You know, all these older veterans, they're trying to find their quickest way to a ring before they retire. And 
not only that, Carmelo was part of the infamous Banana Boat crew with Chris Paul, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade. You know, Wade, Wade and LeBron, they're good. They got their rings. Um, Chris Paul, obviously a member of the Banana Boats, and he's looking for a ring. And, you know, depending on what we do with him, he might inch closer to that. But Carmelo, for all intents and purposes, is the farthest away from that. So if he's really just in it to play basketball instead of, you know, like I said, chasing a ring, then that's admirable because it means that this whole experience that he's gone through this past couple of years has really humbled him as a person and as a basketball player. Now you think back to Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson was the reason I started watching basketball. Mm. I mean, the way he played, uh, the competitive drive he had, like I loved Allen Iverson. But there's not many guys that went out of the league in as bad a fashion as Allen Iverson because he just didn't want to come off the bench. He refused to. And, you know, that. so for that reason, a lot of people have really negative memories of Allen Iverson when, I mean, he was one of the more entertaining players in the history of the league. So, like I said, the fact that Carmelo is willing to just come back and play basketball whether it be on the Knicks, on the Magic, you know, w- one of those kinds of teams, I admire that. So I respect it. What about my campaign in hashtag Carmelo KCP3? Reunite the boys or unite the boys. See, we actually have a question from at Yellow Pink Wolf or from Melly. She said, should OKC give Melo a second chance on vet minimum? I don't feel super strongly basketball-wise about bringing him in or not bringing him in. I could see him doing it because, you know, he has he obviously has a cooperative relationship with the front office. You know, he opted to... Um, what not exercise or yeah not exercises no trade clause so they could you know facilitate a trade so he can get out of OKC um so they had to have some cooperation there so that being said you know Chris Paul like I said the banana boat they've talked about a lot how they've always wanted to play together so that's another reason it could happen the reason I don't want it to happen is because say what you want about Melo as a player um He's lazy. He has a laissez-faire attitude, like stay mellow attitude. You know, it it stays with him. And it it was evident in the year that he was on OKC, you know, there was no urgency to the team. And I feel like a lot of that was mellow. And, you know, I want mellow to succeed. I want him to be able to play NBA basketball again. But I also think that kind of attitude that kind of culture is detrimental to a team in the place that OKC is going to be in when they start to, you know, once they trade away Chris Paul, once they trade away Danilo Gallinari and they're trying to rebuild this young culture, I don't think Melo meshes well with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that completely. You're wanting those guys, too, to get their minutes and be able to develop and, and yeah. all that. As far as the entertainment value goes, though, I mean, realistically, we're not expecting OKC to be a contender. 
where we think that as constructed, they'll be a little competitive. Um, I, I could see the value in wanting to bring a player like him in just to keep fans engaged. Uh, he didn't leave a ton of us like, you know, with a bad taste in our mouth. I can look back on our time with Melo on the roster as a, a time that was, you know, didn't achieve everything we wanted, but he was a good teammate. He, he was fun to have on the roster from what all the reporters say in town. They enjoyed covering him and, and all that too. So why not? But I, I understand why not. <laughs> that that was a sense. great choice of verbiage. Um, uh, speaking of choice of verbiage, he also produced one of the uh, funniest unfiltered moments in uh, OKC media. Yo, and the... Uh, <laughs> uh, just seeing it written out and giving the quote to him is just so perfect. Are you talking about the post-game interview? Yeah, yeah. One- <laughs> With the cold water? Yep. <laughs> We're not going to repeat that because then we'd have to label this podcast as explicit, but you know. <laughs> right, but we could put it on a Valentine and send it to you in February. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, you know, uh, final thing, prediction. I I don't think we're going to sign Mello to that minimum. No. um, What I could see happen is if we end up doing a trade with Miami later on in the year, maybe him going to play alongside Jimmy Butler and Chris Paul in South Beach is a possibility, especially knowing they're going to have to, you know, if they do that deal with us, they're going to have to trade a lot of their roster, a lot of the players on their roster to make that happen. So, yeah, and we've said all along, you know, like Miami's probably the best place for Carmelo at this point of his career because you have to be in shape to play at Miami. I mean, look at Deion Waiters, you know, the shape that he got in from when he played at the Thunder and, you know, when he was producing for Miami. I mean, that that's just one of many examples. Like, you know, if Carmelo was there, he'd get into shape. Duke still score the ball. I mean, yeah, I can, don't think Miami's asking on you any night. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think Miami's asking him to lock up the you know the best small forward on um, on the other team. I mean, the dude's just gonna have to score the ball probably in second units and get in shape. So I feel like that'd be a good fit for him. Yeah. Hey, there there we go. You know what, Pat Riley, just sign Carmelo Anthony and give us Tower Hero. All right, so <laughs> in other Hero KC, make it happen. Absolutely. Hey, I, I think seven days is uh, 30 days after Tower Hero signed his contract. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Uh, don't do that to me. <laughs> All right, so in other news, a uh, little bit of the schedule released. You mm-hmm. know, it's just like the NBA. Give you a little bit of tease. Don't Don't give you the whole thing. I'd love to see the whole schedule at this point, but, you know, whatever. The first big thing was the Christmas Day games. Surprise, Uh, surprise. No Oklahoma City Thunder on NBA Christmas. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, well, one, Houston, I think it's Houston and Golden State. That should be fun, right? I think that's the – I think – I think it's Russ going to Oakland. Yeah. 
or San Francisco now, right? They're opening the new arena. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then uh, Battle of Los Angeles on Christmas Day, which will be obviously the primetime game. Like that'll be the the one that gets the most buzz. I think that'll be fun. New Orleans got on there too. Um, a lot of people want to see Zion, so I understand it. But man, like tradition. <laughs> yeah. if, if we didn't know, like if if you didn't, if you're delusional and you didn't know that we were in a rebuild or or we were in a reposition and replenish mode for our franchise, us not getting a Christmas Day game should drive the point home for you. Absolutely. It doesn't matter how many times Stephen Adams dresses up as an elf. It's just, it's just uh, not going to happen. <laughs> it's um, the first time since 2011, 2012, I think, right? That we haven't yeah. had a, a game in Oklahoma City or well, a Christmas Day game. Good news for Thunder Media. They get to spend Christmas with their family. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm sure they're appreciative of that. But, you know, what? as fans, it does suck. Um, you know, there's plenty of basketball out there to watch, but it's not our basketball. So does does make us sad. Um, but there was some other schedule release um, in particular. Paul George returning to OKC March 13, 2019. And prospectively, Patrick Patterson's return to OKC. Yeah, don't bury the lead. <laughs> and also... October, nope, that's that's OKC. That, that, that was done with me. <laughs> January 9th, Russell Westbrook returns to the Oklahoma City Thunder for the first time in a Houston Rockets jersey. The king has returned. Yeah. I. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, we support the Thunder. Right, we're pretty devoted uh, Thunder fans. Chesapeake Energy Arena really gets behind their team. That will be a night, January 9th, that you may think that the Rockets are playing a home game because, like, I don't know that we have it in us to root against Russell Westbrook in that arena. Like, we're not ready for that. I'm not ready for that. I'm not emotionally ready for that. It's going to be interesting to see. That is that is for sure. I do have this question for you regarding both of the returns. Um, so, yeah, the Clippers come to OKC. It'll be in March. Paul George is probably going to be playing at that point, barring a, a major setback. Well, it is after the All-Star game, so you never know. Yeah. <laughs> Very, very well played. All right, so this is my question. That was an ugly laugh. Um, this is ah! my question. In Kawhi's extremes, yeah, I know, right? In extremes, what is going to be more extreme? The negative reception around Paul George's return or the positive reception around Russ Westbrook's return? The positive reception for Russ. Like, I think there are a lot of fans like me and can at least appreciate Paul George re-upping with us. They can appreciate the fact that he wanted to ride it out. He helped change the narrative for what it looked like to play alongside Russell Westbrook. And he gave us a future, right? I mean, Danilo Gallinari is a good player. We're going to get something for him. Mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is a future star. 
And by the way, we got five first round picks attached to that. Like you could be mad about to Paul George. And two pick swaps. And two pick swaps. Yeah. Um, and I look, I'm not trying to tell people how to feel like we could have maybe had another run at it since it's the year of the duos like Russell Westbrook, Paul George. That's a pretty good duo. But I don't foresee as big of a negative reaction for elicited from the fans with regard to Paul George's return as, say, Kevin Durant's return, for instance. But the amount of jubilation that the fans are going to have, even if Russell Westbrook's not donning OKC on his chest, like the fact that we didn't get closure, right? We thought that Russ was coming back. We didn't. We weren't able to give him a curtain call. We weren't able to to do all the things that a lot of teams do when they're you know they know their star player is going to be leaving or could leave. We had no idea this was on the horizon. Yeah. Um, I think this will be therapeutic for the fans. It'll help give us closure and help us move on. But man, it's just it's a chance for the Thunder fans to to cheer on Russell Westbrook again, even if he's not wearing a Thunder uniform. So. Yeah. Are you ready for Thunder victories on both nights, Matty Moles? <laughs> uh, I'm here for it. <laughs> and if I'm not here for it, I'm definitely going to be tuning in to the recap on Topic Thunder. Very nice plug. Um, so I actually I skipped over this. So before we get into our Twitter questions, um, we have new jerseys. We have a brand new lineup of Thunder jerseys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you guys talked about this on the last podcast. Um, just going to give my two cents here. Uh, I think the blue is like a lot more royal than like our previous blue. Like the other blue kind of had some green in it. Does that make sense? Mm, no, but go with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Appreciate it, Maddie Moles. I don't know. <laughs> like with the exception of the. Uh, is that the the city jersey? With the exception of the city jerseys, our jerseys are low key looking like University of Florida. Hmm. You know who else played at the University of Florida? Who? Bradley Bill? No, I'm just kidding. We're not <laughs> on that road. But Billy Donovan was, coaching there does make it pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. That that that's where I was going with that. And then he said that, and it's like, oh, all right, no, but. Seriously, um, it's really cool to see the city jerseys, you know, not being from Oklahoma. I don't have the ties that, you know, literally everybody else on the podcast has because you were all living in Oklahoma or lived in Oklahoma. So this is an outsider's perspective, but I do think it's really cool that they're commemorating, can't even say words, commemorating such a, you know, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, such an impactful, yeah, yeah, such an impactful event in history. Uh, it, it's great that they're doing that, especially for the city. Um, I, 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 I want to ask you this because I feel like not everybody knows all the nuances to you know what happened on this day and what it all means. Um, I know that there's the what is it this was it 901 903? Yes. Yeah, there, there's that. There's the tree in the waistband. So, obviously, I, I'm asking you what that means, but I also feel like there's some people out there that 
maybe also don't know what it means. So I'm not trying to say I'm uncultured or I'm stupid or I'm insensitive. I'm just not from there. So I feel like you would know better. So hit me with the magic. So yeah, the the tree is the survivor tree, Mm -hmm. um, which is down there at the site and it survived the blast. Um, It was used as a beacon of hope. Uh, It was used as a record of our resilience that we could withstand that um, and we still hold firm. And our community was able to come together because we had our roots laid so deep uh, as a community. Um, so the the survivor tree is is something that's very near and dear to to all folks from Oklahoma City. Um, 901 was when the blast happened, and 903 uh, after the blast, and and all of that was was done. At least the the traumatic event in its own right. 903 was when we started to heal as a community. Um, so that's the 901, 903, and why that's pivotal. And that's actually uh, both of those times are are able to be seen at the memorial. If you guys ever do travel to Oklahoma City to catch a game, I highly suggest going to see the memorial. You can see the museum as well. So they have a lot of stuff in there, which is where Sam Presti takes all the new players through just so that they can understand the importance of that event um, and what that means for the city. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I um, and then also there's a, uh, a ribbon saying we remember with uh, the date uh, right on there. So, um, yeah, I think it was well, well done. Yeah, um, absolutely. As, as far as just aesthetics, what do you think of that jersey? I think it's beautiful. <laughs> it's, you know, the, the black jerseys is something that we've been wanting for a very long time as Thunder fans. And it sucks that we have it now that Russell Westbrook's gone. <laughs> um, right. But, you know, the black and gold, I mean, it, it's very eye-catching. I, I think it looks great. And, um, you know, like you were saying about the memorial, like, you know, Presty, uh, they showed that they took Shea Gildas Alexander, Chris Paul, and uh, Devin Hall through the memorial, mm-hmm. you know, explaining everything that happened with them. Uh, Gallinari, I think, is playing for the – is it Italy, the Italian national team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I okay, think so. Yeah, yeah so, so he wasn't present in that, but Sam Presti did introduce the other players to that, and you know, I think that's really great. Uh, when I was in OKC, I was in there for literally a hop, skip, and a jump, so <laughs> I didn't have mm-hmm. time for much you know, sightseeing or anything like that, but uh, that is something I definitely plan on seeing – when I come in this season. So uh, thank you. Whenever for the schedule gets released. Absolutely. That's Go why I got here. so excited. I was like, man, I get more time to plan this trip. Yes. Plan this trip and save some money. All um, right, man. What do you, what do you think of the uh, new statement jerseys real quick? I don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, they look fine. I mean, it's kind of, to me it's like uh we're taking the statement jerseys from last year and the earned jerseys from last year and we're just mixing them together yeah that's fair and something i i feel like a lot of people are forgetting on this is we still have one jersey to go in the rotation you know everybody that made the playoffs gets an earned jersey so we made the playoffs last year we will be getting another jersey before the season starts. 
Yeah, I've seen conflicting reports, right, saying that we should get that. And I've also seen some reports saying that we just get fancy warm-ups. Mm. <laughs> so the fancy warm-ups is obviously not as sexy <laughs> as a whole New Jersey. Listen, so I want to believe we have another one coming. If we're talking about how we played, we probably earned the fancy warm-ups. <laughs> hey, we won a game. We have won two playoff games the last two years combined, <laughs> I will have you know. With that being said, we've got a lot of Twitter questions, Matty Moles. You want to dive into these? Twitter question number one. So... It says, hello from Spain, and this is from at CMF official. Hello from Spain, which that's dope. Thank you for listening to the pod. Absolutely. Um, I have two questions. Do you think the NBA could possibly move the franchise to another city if rebuilding does not go well and people lose interest? And then do you think people in Oklahoma are going to support the team through bad times? You have an outside perspective. Dylan, what do you think? For the first part, I don't think so. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I guess this ties in with the second part. I feel like the Thunder fans are such a passionate group that they are going to support them through it all. Um, I think, like especially judging off Twitter, <clears throat> the young guys on this team, the Thunder fans are really excited about. I think they're excited to watch them grow and develop into their you know own contender status and oh i'm sorry (laughs) and um as far as like chris paul you know stephen adams i think people will want to come watch them i don't feel like this season is make or break or we're moving to seattle or moving to las vegas or whatever city may want an nba team um If there isn't an inkling of success in two to three seasons, though, I can see those conversations starting to happen, though. But I want to hear your perspective from somebody from Oklahoma who knows the people, the fan base, the passion, because I know you guys are passionate about your Sooners and or Cowboys. Yeah. um, So diehards will remain diehard. Mm hmm. a lot of people may not remember, like the Blake era <laughs> at OU or before then. Those days were, were not great. And those were a lot of the days that I had growing up that I got to witness. So the 90s weren't great for OU football, um, but devoted fan base and they stuck with it. You'll have those people, the same for the Thunder. But there are the, the Fairweather fans that, I mean, not saying that things have been necessarily great the last couple of seasons, but OU, OU, Oklahoma has experienced a stupid amount of success in the first decade that they had the team, and they're just not used to that. And being Sooners fans, like, we're also spoiled, so we expect success. Like, for a Sooners fan, like, if you don't win a national championship, it's not, it's, it's not a successful year. Like making the big or making the playoff is great and all like, that's fine, but we want wins. <laughs> and so like, that's just how we're conditioned. And I say that because that's also reflective to how we look at the thunder. 
but there is a or there are those of us that do also remember the time before we got the thunder and like it wasn't even our team when we got the the hornets from new orleans for a couple of seasons Mm -hmm. but it was still our team and getting to see oklahoma city across the chest like we came out and supported that and so i think you're gonna have a mixed bag do i think that the level of support will will remain the same during a rebuild i don't do I think that there will be a strong enough level of support that the team will still be able to be seen as a financial success and they'll still be seen as supported? I do. Um, one of the things, so to get into a little politics for the city, there's another MAPS uh, proposal. And if you don't know what MAPS is, for all of you fans that are listening uh, outside of the city, um, that was like a one cent sales tax that they devoted, the city devoted towards development. So where Bricktown is now, where the the Thunder play in Bricktown, that used to just be old warehouses. And they they actually completely revitalized their downtown. They now have water Mm -hmm. sports, which is uh, a big deal. They have uh, Scissortail Park, which is opening in September. There's a lot going on in Oklahoma City right now, just in growth in general. One of the things for the next iteration of that are arena and uh, renovations as well as for the practice facility for the team. And so uh, I want to say it's like $140 million in renovations, but I may be off in that that number. Like that needs to get approved. We need to continue to show that we're supporting the team financially as well and, and willing to keep it uh, a state-of-the-art facility. So yeah, money money talks and and it's not just showing up to the games but it's also development uh read thunder construction right as Uh, absolutely so that i think we will i just don't think it'll be the same level support we've had because we've been spoiled yeah yeah i mean yeah i'm not saying we're gonna sell out every game like you know you'd have to be naive to think that but I, i think there will be enough sustained support to where they don't have to ship them off you know yeah. All right. So our next question comes from at Deshaun Garduno. And Deshaun asks, which Thunder player are you most excited to watch this upcoming season? For me, this is very easy. It's a boy in blue. Shay, Gilgis, Alexander. And <sighs> absolutely. Eckard, standing six foot six. From the University of Kentucky, Shay Gilgis Alexander, the Fresh Prince of OKC. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm excited to see him play alongside Chris Paul. I'm excited to see him, you know, run the team when Chris Paul is not out there. Uh, I'm just excited, man. Um, you know, he released that video, um, you know, talking about his play style, how He's learned to really control the speed of the game. Um, <laughs> that That's something, you know, I'm, I'm not bashing Russ, but that's something Russ never grasped. It was all fast with Russ. You know, Shay kind of plays with more, I don't want to say control, but, you know, he goes from, he shifts gears very easily. And defensively, he's a guy that, you know, he said he likes to communicate on defense. He likes to show a lot of leadership on defense. So, very excited for Shea, man. He's gonna be he's gonna be great. 
and I'm glad we we got in on the ground floor with him. Uh, my second one is Tower Hero. Go ahead, Maddie. So you said he's going to be Alexander the Great. Oh gosh, don't no, just stop, just stop. Yeah, no, I mean I'm excited to see Chris Paul. It's a Hall of Famer wearing a Thunder jersey. Ooh, I'm just kidding. Uh, you're not alone in that thought. And that's <laughs> yeah. fine, and I'll die on this hill. Like, for one, it's great to have a team in Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's still big. Um, and then to have Hall of Famers have war Oklahoma City on their chest, like, that's insane. Like, if if I'd have if I'd have asked you 15 years ago, like, what what are your thoughts of Jordan's number one star athlete, Nike's number one star athlete? Gatorade's guys uh, coming in, State Farm commercials, yeah. uh, you know, like all of these different things for players that have been associated with Oklahoma City. Chris Paul is another in that line. Um, we had Carmelo Anthony for a while, too. Like, just enjoy that. And I think I get to enjoy Thunder basketball just because it says Oklahoma City on the chest and not because it's championship or bust. And so that allows me to just enjoy what we have in Chris Paul. And I'm also excited to see Danilo Gallinari. Uh, I don't Ooh. know how long we'll have him. The marketing team didn't even put him on like, the preseason uh, blast. But, um, yeah, I mean, that dude is a borderline all-star. He can get you 20 a night. He's very efficient. He's shot, uh, like, an insane amount. Like, what was it, like 47% or something from from three last year? It was an insane number. Um, yeah. Uh, so like, that'll be fun too. But mm-hmm. Shea Gillis Alexander's our hope, and he's he's what we're building our future on. So obviously, like that's cornerstone. I just wanted you guys to not just be like all or bust with him, and just appreciate the fact that we have Chris Paul even for a little while. Yeah. No, I'm, no I'm sorry. I mean, cut you off. I'm excited for Chris Paul too. Um. I, I think we are going to get the best version of Chris Paul here in OKC um, because I don't think he wants to stay here long term. You know, I think he he loves the city uh, for what it was. You know, it was where he was at the beginning of his career. But he also he's realistic. He knows that there's no title aspirations here. And as we alluded to earlier, Chris Paul wants a ring. Um, so I feel like he wants to get out of here as soon as possible. And in order for him to do that, he needs to show that, hey. I'm still a top 20 guy in this league right now. I don't care how much I'm getting paid. Uh, I can produce. And I that's why I think we're going to get the best version of Chris Paul. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm working on a head in the cloud segment for that. But, yeah, mm. I, I'm excited for him. So our next uh, Twitter question. Uh, what are some teams you can see Dennis Schroeder getting traded to if a trade happened at the deadline. And this is from at Thunder up Caleb. Caleb's my boy, man. He he was one of my very first followers when I joined Twitter. So uh, shout out Caleb. Um, but the team that I see most likely for Dennis Schroeder, um, I would say Phoenix is one of them. I would say Orlando Magic is another one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I Minnesota. It's a dark horse team for me. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so what do you think that we are going to have to attach something to Dennis Schroeder to move him? Or do you think that we'll be able to get 
something in return for him? Like, where's his value at in the league? I think it depends when we try to move him. Like, if we was trying to do it right now, yeah, I I could see we might have to attach something, just like with Chris Paul. Um, But when that market opens up, you know, when all the players that sign contracts in the offseason are eligible to be traded, um, you know, teams kind of see what's shaking out, what's working. I mean, I'm not wishing this, but, you know, injuries play out. I, I could see, you know, a team being willing to part with somebody to get a player like Schroeder because, you know, Schroeder was our sixth man last year, but dude was killing it. Like, there was some games we won solely because of Dennis Schroeder. Um, he he has great talent. He has great speed. He's got quick twitch. and He can get to the rim at will, and I think he showed the ability to shoot the three better than he has in his career. So, like, he's he's an offensive weapon. Defense is the only question mark, but I don't think teams are trading for Dennis Schroeder because of defense. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, perfectly said. Uh, the Magic, I think, are the most interesting team because they're, they're a playoff team, which is weird to say, but they're in the East, so mm-hmm. there we are. Um, they just gave Vucevic an extension. They have guys like Jonathan Isaac on the roster. They got uh, Gordon, I think, is a max contract guy. They just did a trade for Markel Fultz. They have DJ Augustine on an expiring deal. Um, they really don't have a lot going on at the one spot. They just gave Terrence Ross an extension, so I don't know what's going on with Fournier. Like they, they have a lot of pieces, but they don't really have a true like number one. Mm-hmm. And and a guy that can get his own shot uh, in the backcourt with consistency. I, I think like Ross forces the issue a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know. I think he'd be a good fit for them. I think he would help maybe put them in the running for being a four seed, maybe yeah. in the East. Who knows? Like they've they've got a team that could do that, and so maybe they look to be buyers closer to the uh, trade deadline. So we'll see. Yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, like a team of Dennis Schroeder, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, um, Vuk with Ross and Bamba off the bench, like that's that's a solid, that's a solid team of the East. Yeah. So. I think Orlando makes the most sense, but you know, if Minnesota doesn't end up trading for D'Angelo Russell or Chris Paul for that fact, uh, I think Schroeder could be an interesting fit down there uh, to play alongside Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Robert Covington, as well. Like Covington's a really good piece as well that they have there. Yeah. So, I, um, I mean, T goes through spurts where he plays really well, and then he disappears and. He's a liability and, and all those things. So, And he's on a, an expiring contract this year too, right? I think like $19 Yep. Million. yep. So. And how, how great would it be for Dennis Schroeder to go to Minnesota and take the starting job from Jeff Teague once again? <laughs> Poetic justice. Jeff Teague's like, Yo. man, get this guy away from me. Life is a circle. Okay. So that's it for those Twitter questions. I've got a million more. <laughs> let's go man which, which right. ones were you able to elicit all right this is from at extreme thunder fan when okay. do you expect chris paul to be traded uh all-star break like right before the all-star break oh you're going super specific <laughs> like well 
so there are thresholds, right? December 15th mm-hmm. is when like 40% of the league is eligible to be traded again. Yeah. I don't know that it's going to happen then because I think like, I think that teams won't know what they have enough yet. Yeah, that's fair. And you're not making that move to get a guy that has that much money left on his deal without being pretty certain that you are a, a contender and B are a Chris Paul away from being able to, to stay that way. Making the salaries match, you know, you can make that happen. However, three team trades are a thing, but closer to the deadline, OKC might start doing a lot more load management, resting him and stuff if they're working a deal. And that would allow Chris Paul to kind of get integrated with his new team, not have to deal with doing it like super midseason where it's like you're traded today and you might have to be on a plane meeting the team tomorrow type of thing. Um, and And I think Chris Paul also will be trying to work behind the scenes to make something happen. That'll afford him more of an opportunity to do so after teams have already kind of figured out their roster post-15 December. That is fair. I've got a hot take for you, Matty Moles. Are you saying before the season starts? No. Not that hot. That'd be stupid. We'd have to get something up. Okay, what you got? Chris Paul gets traded the week. Of the NBA draft. We keep him all next year. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This coming season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I th- I think this is what happens. Like, for the reasons that you said, nothing happens December 15th. I think we go into the trade deadline, Chris Paul being a hot name. Everybody knowing that he wants out. He wants to go to a different team. And they're trying to leverage Presti, but Presti's not going to trade him, you know, for nothing. Well, he doesn't consider value or a win for the Thunder. And a deal was not made by the deadline. We go into the draft. Presti hones in on a prospect that he wants. And we move him. That's my prediction. Mm. That's an, that's a hot take. That's an interesting one, for sure. Yeah. Um. Do you think that at that point we would owe Chris Paul anything just to be devil's advocate? Like you think that we would try to handle the the Chris Paul situation in a similar way that we did with Russ or PG and being accommodating of that? I think it depends how he his uh, upcoming season plays out. You know, if he's a, you know, a negative on the locker room, um, if you know stories are coming out about him being unhappy in OKC, then no, like I'll ship you, I'll ship you to Phoenix for all I care. But like you know, if he plays his hardest um, and he tries to help all the young guys, he's cooperative with the front office, then you know I, I think we'll try to find a mutually beneficial deal. Fair, okay. All right, so at the Doug Beck. Doug Beck says, when are you going to Long John Silver's headquarters to straighten them out? We're down to one restaurant in the Tulsa area. Mm. Well, hey, go to that restaurant and ring the bell for exceptional service. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. 
the, <laughs> the more you do it, the more that will come. They say the more every time you ring the bell, a new restaurant sprouts up. So that's what they say. Uh, I didn't make the rules, so that's true. It's probably my fault. Cause I don't actually order food at Juan John Silver's. I just order the the cracklings. Oh man, the crispies. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's oh, got a different name for. <laughs> those are the best. Yeah. I could just, just eat a whole meal of those. Yeah, I know. I just I just sit there and give myself a heart attack for you know, ninety five <laughs> cents. I'd feel like I feel like garbage for like the next three days, but <laughs> I do it. Absolutely. All right. To the next question, I think this is at Peter Hooper NBA. I screenshotted these, and they don't show the whole at on some of these. So you know who you are, Peter Hooper. Prediction for OKC's seeding this NBA season? Uh, I don't think there will be one. <laughs> I think we'll be like the ninth best team, probably. Well, ninth that's or a seed. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but you're not in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think we'll be bad enough to keep our pick. I don't mm-hmm. think we'll be good enough to make the playoffs. I think I think 10 is what I'm going to go with. I think it's a good yeah. number. Kind of like the Sacramento Kings. Like, we're right there, but we don't want to be there yet, you know? Yeah, I think, like, 34 to 36 wins is probably reasonable. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. All right, so at KingB underscore 53 says, if by the deadline it looks like we're going to be playoff contenders, do you think we trade P- CP3 or hold him hostage a little longer? I don't like the verbiage there, Alex. No, that's, that's a little hostile. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's like, yeah, go ahead, Manny. Um, last time I remember, it was, wasn't it uh, Chris Paul, actually? Helping to hold someone hostage so they didn't go to, to Dallas. Oh yeah. Was, wasn't he there when they like basically kept DeAndre Jordan from leaving? He locked the door to his house. Yeah, so like that's pretty interesting. You say hold them hostage. Um, I mean, we're trying to create a culture of winning also and competing, and and we have not said that. Losing is okay, right? Like, we've been trying to have sustainable success to set us up. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we'll be buyers necessarily at the deadline if we're, like, in the hunt. Say if we're, like, the sixth seed at that point. I'm not saying we'll be buyers, but we may ride it out unless we just get a, an offer we can't refuse for Chris Paul. Which, I mean, if we're, the, like, the sixth seed, chances are Chris Paul's balling out and he's doing well. And teams may want him at that point, but... I don't think we're just going to give Chris Paul away either um, at that point if we're still potentially able to make the playoffs. I'll tell you this. If we're the sixth seed, Chris Paul is an MVP candidate. Steven Adams is a most improved player candidate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It depends on how front-loaded our, our uh, schedule is, but who knows? All right, George Lynch at G Lynch. 33, I think, or 97. No, 97. Yeah, yeah. It says LA Clippers versus Lakers opening day. Do you like this or will it kill the Christmas Day's matchup if they have already played? Uh, I don't think it's going to kill the matchup because Paul George is not going to play opening day. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much set in stone. 
he's more likely than not to play the Christmas Day game. You know, he'll have a couple extra months of rehab at that point. So I think um, as far as marquee matchup goes, I think the Christmas Day is the game you're looking forward to. Um, the opening day is kind of reminiscent of Thunder playing Golden State this past year without Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an entertaining basketball game, but the writing was kind of on the wall when you knew that zero wasn't suiting up. So is, is Paul George just going to be on the, the bench, like eating concession stand food? <laughs> he better not steal Russ's meme, dang it. Yo, Russ looked like a kid that like snuck food into class and he didn't want the teacher to find out. <laughs> like, Absolutely. There were so many memes on that moment. <laughs> Uh, man, great moment in Thunder history. All right, so at OKC Thunder, Alex says, what players on the roster now are still here in the summer of 2021? That's that's a, that's a, that's a big jump. Who legit has a chance of being a part of the next great OKC team? So I think it's obvious. Shea goes to Alexander, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so I'm going to name players, and you tell me if you agree with me. Does that work? Okay. All right. Steven yeah, Adams. No. Okay. I respect it. Hamadou Diallo. Yes. Okay. Darius Baisley. Yes. He's actually a uh, club option in 2022. So, yeah. All right, for one more year. Uh, Terrence Ferguson. Yes. I think that might be it. Yeah, I don't know that like guys like Burton would still be there. Mm-hmm. I think Nerlens Ner- would probably go find somewhere else. Yeah. That's maybe uh, a more of a contending team. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Guys like Muscala, Gallinari, um, Robertson. Obviously, Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder aren't going to be there either. So uh, yeah, that's pretty you know much what? it. Dre might still be here. I, I have a hot take that I think that if we don't trade Steven Adams, I could see us realistically keeping Adams and Dre as, you know, not only keeping the mindset of defense, because we know the Thunder value defense, and those guys are both defensive-minded players, but also the culture. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Steven Adams is great for the culture, but Andre Robertson is as well. Um, and... You know, those guys are best friends too. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense for Steven Adams to keep Steven Adams and Andre Robertson, even if as we go through what is inevitably going to be a rebuild. So I, I think Dre could also be included in that. Yeah. Um, man, 2022, that's, that's four seasons from now. So the reason why I said no for Steven Adams is that puts him at 30. Yeah. Now, we just saw Al Horford secure the bag at, like, what, 32 years old? Mm-hmm. Right? He's going to be, like, 36, I think, or 37, something like that, when his four-year deal is done. So, like, that's true. But Horford also has a game that allows for that. He has a jump yeah. shot, and, and he, you know, he facilitates the offense a little bit, too, and all that stuff. So that's not really Steven Adams' game. I don't know how he's going to age. I don't know if he's going to develop more of an offensive uh package there but uh his timeline i just don't know that it's going to line up him being 26 i mean 
saying like Stephen Adams makes sense for us long term. He's the same age as Bradley Beal. So like if Stephen Adams or if Bradley Beal's not on our timeline, like Stephen Adams probably isn't either. Yeah, that that's probably fair. Um, I I will say that unless there's like massive improvement, Stephen Adams' contract, uh, when he's thirty, is gonna be significantly cheaper than what his contract is now. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, with that being said, uh, we're gonna go ahead and say bye to our Dash listeners. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us for the OKC Top Thunder podcast. If you want to listen to the rest of these where we answer the rest of our Twitter questions, look us up on anywhere you listen to your podcast. Just search Topic Thunder Podcast and follow along. But, yeah, y'all have a good night. God bless Thunder Up. Thunder Up. All right, Dash losers. (laughs) I've never been on when we dismiss the Dash people. I just know that we're supposed to call them losers and make fun of them after we do it. Because they're not with us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta gotta get the whole thing. I mean, it's great. We appreciate our Dash listeners. We really appreciate (laughs) our full episode listeners. Absolutely. All right. So this this question is more. It's not even a question. It's a statement, and it's kind of talking about playoffs again. Uh, it simply says Playoffs. C- yeah. CP3, SGA, Dre slash Ferg, Gallo Adams. This squad could fight for a seven to eight seed. Thoughts? Yeah. They will. Yeah. Unless I've... they don't. <laughs> They're traded. <laughs> like... This is the thing. I, I think come trade deadline, we could be in the playoff discussion, like like he's saying, the seven, eight, maybe even the six seed. At that point. But even if we keep Chris Paul for the remainder of the year, Gallo's expiring. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think he's gone come trade deadline. Like, we're going to flip him for whatever asset we can get, whether it's a young player, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. a late first-round pick. You know, I don't think Gallo finishes the season on this team. So, you know, that that could be a team that is, you know, like you were saying, six, seven, eight seed come trade deadline, but I don't think we're going to finish that high because we're going to yeah. get rid of somebody. Well, and look at what the Clippers did last year, right? Like, they traded Tobias Harris, and then they uh, they still made it as the eight seed, which was kind of crazy, but... I can kind of see us doing that same trajectory. Like we trade Danilo and if we trade Danilo, then obviously we're, I think Chris Paul is probably the next piece Mm -hmm. to move because Chris Paul, obviously like he wants to still be on a contender and still wants to try to win games. You don't get rid of his, I mean, theoretically Danilo is the second best player in our roster right now behind Chris Paul. Like you don't get rid of the number, the second best player in your roster and keep Chris Paul happy. So, yep. All right, we got a couple more questions. I think about five of them. You ready for this? Let's go. All right, here we go. At JKMan08 says, a 30-point game is dropped by who on the Thunder next year? Danilo Gallinari. I think this question's flawed because I feel like there's multiple people that can and will drop 30 points 
on this team, is he saying the first 30-point? Or if there was only one 30-point game, who is dropping it? Probably that last one. If there's only one player that could drop 30 for us, who would it be? Okay. Yeah, I'd say I'd probably say Nilla too. That's safe yeah. bet. I think Chris Paul's your second one though. Mm-hmm. All right. So next one. This is an interesting question. This this actually made my brain hurt. All right. So this is at Huff Michael T. It says, okay. "Could God create a rock so big that he couldn't move it?" Yo, you're getting all <laughs> philosophical on me. Because, um, you know, the idea is God could do anything. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> he could create a rock as big as he wants to. And he could probably move anything he wanted to. But to create something so big that he couldn't move it. Oh, God, it makes my brain hurt. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not getting wrapped into that. <laughs> I'm not, because I th- I think the premise of the question, though, philosophically puts God in a box that we understand, yeah. and God operates outside of our comprehension. Yep. So we can't hold him to the same standard that we do ourselves, and I'll leave it at that. Well said. All right, let's go to this philosophical <laughs> question. At JRAS447 asks, what is your opinion on kale? On kale? <laughs> yep. My opinion on it is it wasn't a thing growing up for me. Like, <laughs> who the heck knew what kale was? I didn't know what gluten was. Like, I've been alive for 34 years, and I've, yeah, I just dated myself. And, like, I'm having to, like, do research to know what a lot of this stuff is these days. I know what kale is. I'm I'm cultured a little. I understand that, but man, like I don't know. I had lettuce, right? I had lettuce. I had broccoli. I had carrots. I had peppers. I didn't have kale. I didn't have avocado toast. I didn't have a lot of that stuff. <laughs> All right, shots fired. Shots fired. No, I um, yeah, I'm not a very healthy eater. And the thought of eating kale, actually, when when I think about, if somebody was to ask me if I wanted some kale, I would hit them with the Ron Swatson. I am not a rabbit, so the answer is no. <laughs> that is the food that my food eats. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, moving on to at Thunder ND. Ask, how long does it take before Russ's jersey gets retired? Go ahead. Hmm. January 9th. <laughs> Whoa. That's a hot take. Yeah. I don't know if I fully believe in it, but I, I could definitely see it happening. Man. Like, has a player gotten his jersey retired while still being active? Probably not. And, you know, I don't think it's going to happen. But if there was a circumstance for it to happen, it would be this player for this team. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. But uh, I don't agree with that. 
I agree with that statement. Yeah. I think it'll happen probably when Russ is, you know, probably the year following his retirement. So probably like another six years from now. All right. That's probably more feasible than mine, but that's a boring answer, Maddie. Come on now. <laughs> I'm boring. <laughs> I'm All a right. boring guy. Here we go. At Brax underscore Thunder says, I know it's a slow sports week, so how about this? GOT or Stranger Things? Go ahead with this. Um, I've seen a little bit of Game of Thrones. I haven't started Stranger Things yet. I'm one of those people I like a, a thing to be completely finished before I start it. Yeah. Like a show. Because I don't like... And I have some, right? I'm not like devoted to that mindset but for something like stranger things where it's had such a a popular following i would want to just annihilate all of it so i haven't started it yet game of thrones like i gotta be honest this uh, this might also be boring like man it's just too much nudity in it that just doesn't matter right like it doesn't advance a storyline any of that stuff like it kind of turned me off a little bit so I don't know. I'll probably say Stranger Things just because of the nostalgia for what I know I'm going to go through um, when I watch the show. Oh, the stuff. Yeah. Yes. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, I, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I've never really gotten into it. Uh, part of that is because I don't have HBO. <laughs> part of uh, it is, okay. you know, uh, I don't know. I just haven't, I guess. Um, but I will say, with that being said, I have seen all three seasons of Stranger Things, and Stranger Things might be the best show in any form of media at this point in time. So, wow, gotta go Stranger Things there. Wow, and as a as a, I'm not gonna say comic book nerd, superhero nerd, such as yourself. Like oh, there yeah. are several shows that you could go that route with, but you. You said Stranger Things. That's that's big. That's a nice endorsement for Stranger yeah. Things coming from and, you. And what's crazy is like the main characters are all kids. They're so freaking good at acting. I don't get it. <laughs> some, all right. Some people just got gifts. Yep, absolutely. All right. So at T Ferg season says, what is the most underrated signings made by other teams this off season? Just give me one. Most underrated signing. I mean, I feel like every signing's been huge. (laughs) I gotta try to rewind myself. It could be any one of the thousand power forwards that the Knicks signed this year. (laughs) It could be any of them. Um, Here's an underrated move. A signing or a re-signing. The Spurs brought back Rudy Gay. Yeah. They're an interesting, like potentially six through 10 spot type team in the West. They needed to have another, uh, another score alongside Aldridge and DeRozan. They're getting, uh, they have their young backcourt as well coming up, but Rudy Gay, I think he fits their, their culture really well. He can get his own shot. Um, he can stretch the floor a little bit and, you know, with spacing, having DeRozan and Aldridge on the floor at the same time, you need to have somebody that can threaten behind the three point line a little bit. 
So I think them bringing him back, because if, if they didn't, like, I don't know what they would have at the three spot. I'm, I guess you push DeRozan to the three and play him out of position, but no, I think that was a, I think that was a pretty, um, pretty shrewd move that doesn't get talked about enough. Yep. Yeah, I think that I'm gonna go with Bogdanovich to Utah. Man, that dude's Just, a beast. Yeah, because he's I'm so gonna, good. You know, he he's gonna have. All the space in the world to shoot. I mean, you got Gobert inside. You've got Mike Conley, Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell out there operating with the ball. He's got so many open looks. Joe and, Ingles could potentially be at the three, and they put him at the four and run small. It's terrifying, Maddie Moles. Thank you for that. That's, that's, I mean, that that's all the spacing. That's literally all the spacing. Yep. Yep. So I, I think that's that was a great signing by Utah. And that's why a lot of people are talking about Utah coming out of the West. Yeah. Before, well, I guess I, sh- I should preface that with before the whole Paul George thing and Kawhi to the Clippers. So you're you're not going with TJ, TJ Rozier, right? Okay. Or oh, Terry, Terry Rozier. TJ, Terry Rozier. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm looking at the TJ McConnell right now. Yeah. So I'm trying to answer that question. Yeah, Rozier. Nah, he's a Louisville guy, so I ain't got time for him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. We've only got a couple more. Uh, actually, we might only have one more. Okay, so this is from Scuba Steve 313 Favorite song on the Search album? Now, I don't. Have, have you ever heard of the rapper NF Matty Moles? No. You're not that much into rap music, are you? Nope. Only around Christmas time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, dad jokes. But oh, with... I'm cringing What's so up? hard. <laughs> What's up? No, so NF, he's a he's a rapper. Um, he he's famously he's a, he's a Christian rapper. He he's not a Christian rapper. He's a rapper that's Christian. But anyways, he uh he's one of my favorite rappers on the scene right now. He's got a flow like Eminem. He's got some great beats, and his lyrics are like 100% real. Like he's got great wordplay. He's awesome. So the search is his recent album, and since you haven't heard it. You're not qualified to answer, so I'm just going to go ahead and say my favorite track on the album is Leave Me Alone. It's a fun song. It's a fun song. I will have homework, and I will get back to y'all on the next weekly about my thoughts on I, that song. I, I seriously recommend you listen to it because, like, he doesn't hold anything back. Like, he's an open book. Like, he talks about all the things that went on in his life as he grew up. Like, his mom had, like, a, like a drug problem. And uh, she actually overdosed and like he talks about how it affected him and like he, you know, he just he puts it so eloquently and beautifully in his lyrics. Like, I mean, y- you just got to listen to it. Well, do you do it? I'm going to send it to you so you don't forget. <laughs> oh, OK, dang. All right. All right. So that puts an end to our Twitter questions. Thank you guys so much for all the questions. We appreciate you guys. Uh, sending those in, creating some content for us. 
And before we sign off here, I'm going to hit you with a segment that me and Tierney did, and I don't think we've done it since then. It's a surprise segment. Maddie Moles doesn't know what it is. And Uh-oh. it is The Song in Your Head. Okay. What song is stuck in your head right now? Well, because you said in your head, so in your head, in your head, zombie, zombie. All right, he even sang it for us. I, I always have music going on in my head, even if it's not rap. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Absolutely, man. My head's a jukebox. Um, <laughs> leave me alone stuck in my head now because, you know, I just talked about it. But before that, it was a Storybots song. Storybots is infamously a kid show on Netflix. Uh, Maddie, you mm. will be experiencing it some point <laughs> in the next couple of years oh um, joy yeah it, it, it's actually the songs are pretty catchy it's a pretty well done show so uh you know if you got young kids under the age of well i'm not gonna put it in, a, in an age box it's, it's just a fun show so if you haven't checked Storybots out check it out on netflix it's, it's fun <laughs> i will say lately i've had a lot of uh a lot of third eye blind going on like that's that's what got me a lot this week was third eye blind. So, see, I'm not I'm not gonna lie, cause like, uh, you know, Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis, they had that movie like back in the day, uh-huh. that Friendship Benefits movie, and he's like, you want me to sing some third eye blind? And she's like, yeah, and he starts singing the closing time. She's like, pretty sure it's not third eye blind. So anytime somebody says third eye blind, the closing time yeah. is the only song I can think of. And it's not Third Eye Blind. So what does Third Eye Blind sing that I would know? I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would understand. I should be a singer. I know. Bravo. What am I doing with my life? (laughs) Take a bow. (laughs) I'll take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, um, one thank you guys for listening to our podcast. Seriously, you guys yeah, are awesome. Thanks for putting up with me. We'll yeah, appreciate you know, it's, it's been a slow news, news week, but we appreciate you guys hanging on and tuning in. Um, you know, we've got some great content coming up, you know, during the duration of this offseason, some guests that we're trying to line up, some new segments that we're playing around with, like the head in the clouds. Maybe some more satirical posts like my Patrick Patterson one was. You know, that that was a fun little quick hit in the middle of the week. So got a lot of things planned. And you can find all that on our Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder, on our Facebook page, the Topic Thunder Podcast Facebook page. Um, anywhere you listen to your podcast at Apple Podcast, uh, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is you may listen to us. Um, go ahead and find our podcast on Apple. Leave us a five-star rating, positive review. We definitely appreciate that. We've got a few right now. Um, I, th- I think we're sitting around 40 to 50 five-star ratings. So, like, if we could get that up, that'd be awesome. We would definitely appreciate you guys doing that. Um, we if might you even- have rated on us, we appreciate that, too. Like, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time out to do that. Uh, go ahead and hit unsubscribe on our podcast and then hit subscribe again. I don't know why. I just feel like that might <laughs> that might boost us up on the list. 
It might not. I don't know. We'll try it out. But again, I'm going to thank you guys one more time for listening. You guys are awesome. Maddie Moles, thank you for coming on the podcast and not making this a solo pod because that would have been dreadful for all parties involved. <laughs> and stick with us for the rest of the offseason, the season. You know, it's not going to be as fun as it has been, but it is going to be a good time in another way. So thank you guys for listening. Have a great night. God bless. Don't forget. Thunder up. Thunder up. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.